Doom to Repeat is a Delta Green actual play podcast with violent themes and adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to episode 7 of Doomed to Repeat. I'm Sergio, your handler. As we move closer to completing our playthrough of the scenario Reverberations by Shane Ivey, I want to remind you that most of the really freaky ideas the players have come up against come from the minds of the creators of Delta Green the role-playing game, which you can find anywhere tabletop content is sold. We'd like to thank Shane Ivey and John Scott Tynes for retweeting us and saying some kind words during our release. Thanks also to Dennis Detwiller, Kenneth Height, and Adam Scott Glancy, all of them creators of one of my favorite tabletop games of all time. Mayday decided to start our podcast using their incredible lore and mechanics, and we hope if they ever get a chance to listen, they'll be pleased with what we're doing. Their content is always a cut above the rest, and I look forward to seeing what horrifying things they come up with for Delta Green in the future. Thanks again, guys. Kaysen. Mommy loves you to the moon and back. I hope you're good for Grandma. If you ever want her to reminisce about the good old days, play her Fats Waller's Sweet and Slow. You catch her at the right time when you're older, she might tell you about the day she met my old man. Sometimes... Life is hard and painful. Things don't always shake out the way you want it. We still have the music, and we'll still have each other. You are always in my thoughts to the end. All my love. I know you're reading this. You've been screening my calls these last few weeks. I figured, why not try a letter? Earlier this week, I might have written that I got myself that lawyer, and I'm prepared to fight you for my son. But these last few days... I have to tell somebody about these last few days. There are devils in Detroit, not the usual trash can arsonists, but armed suits called (laughs) F-Cell. Too bad they're fucking stupid, and that's why they're about to get clipped on the side alley next to Hightower. Let's just say all of Detroit knows exactly who these assholes are, courtesy of yours truly. Good thing I did, though. Pony Down most likely would have saved the bullet from me. The only reason why they were casing my joint was for reverb. It was supposed to be the usual gig. One's got drugs, the other's money, a swip, a swap, we call it a fucking day. But they sent that kid, that gangly, gremlin-ass-looking kid, and he didn't want money. He wanted Bezos. And the brothers just gave him up. And just like that, they were gone. No one moves that fast. How did they get away? That spooked the brothers, and instead of finishing off the agents, we found ourselves running, barely making it out. They killed two of our own, and Bluth, well... She dived right into a van. She might be a cop, but uh, I feel bad about it. I had to get off the streets, which means I had to circle back to the two that dumped this mess on my doorstep. You know, it's real cute that they get to find happiness in the struggle. Especially Oliver, your favorite person. Anyways, I I gave them the rundown. We split the next day to get the excellent work done. Ollie got some recording gear. Rose tried to read about the tattoo eye on the gremlin and I got the real information. By the way, if you picked up the phone, I could have told you that Luca was missing two weeks now, without a trace. Cece's devastated. There's a stash box on the tracks off Newark. It's got the eye. I was gonna stake it out to see if I could snag a drop. Ended up stumbling onto a supplier who took up the Flynn's usual stoop. And I found him, just sitting there, helping. Luca doesn't remember me, doubts he remembers anyone else. He's sick and he's hopped up on whatever the shit is. Ma, it it took everything 
I had not to take him with me. But I know where he is now, and I know where to get Reaver. Word on the block is that Rufy Brown got tagged for heroin possession. you think he'd skip town like the rest of the Flint boys, but those assholes got him. That guy Flute, he made Rufus talk and he gave up a name, Spider J. No one can tell me how, but the cops uh, don't got him no more. So, what did? I also heard DPD and above ain't real friendly no more to these three. How about that? Some common fucking sense. Wish Rose and Ollie got some, or they would have known better than to arrange a meeting with those fucks. Sure enough, Fluke tried to slap cuffs on Rose, but he should have known that killing members of Pony Down means retribution is only a lookout away. Bullets on glass make the most unpleasant sound. The only thing now is to run, and the only one I care about is Rose. Ollie deserves every bit of what's coming for him. I took a bullet on the way out. Rose is hurt too. I think Bluth is dead. There's just so much blood. I just, I gotta keep moving at this point. Ma, I know why you're doing what you're doing. I just hope you won't shut me out of Kaysen's life. Despite all that I've done, I've never regretted loving him. And I don't want him to ever wonder if I did. I'm sorry about the rift between us. Sorry, there's no time to fix it. You always told me that one day my mouth was gonna get me killed. I hate that you're right. Time to face the music. Robin. It's Monday, October 29th, 1984, a little after 2 p.m. Rose and Echo, you have escaped the diner with your lives. Barely, you are bleeding badly from the gunshots that you have sustained from Frost and Fluke. Agent Frost, you've just come around the corner and you are trying to chase after these two friendlies. I want all three of you to give me alertness checks. I succeed with a four. I fucking fail with a 72. I'm hurt bad. Frost and Echo, you are both running. And Echo, you turn back to look. And sure enough, you lock eyes with Agent Frost. I'm going to ask you guys, are we having a chase scene? What is happening? I'm going to I'm gonna look at, at Rose. And I'm going to just kind of put both hands or like try to put hands on her. And I said, I, I need you to go. I need you to go. I need you to go find Constance. I'll slow her down. No, I'm not, I'm not leaving you here by yourself to deal with this. You have, you have to. You have. No, I, I have an idea. I have an idea. Let, let me just reason with her. No, 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 no. She's. There's no time to reason with people. They fucking shot you, Rose. Please find Constance. Tell them. Tell them. I'm no good. No one's gonna believe me. They're gonna believe you. They're gonna shoot Please. you. They're gonna fucking. I don't give. A- I'm gonna ask that you both make stealth rolls if you are not running or doing anything else. I succeeded. You have just a few moments to convince her before uh, Frost gets another chance. Please, Rose, someone needs to know about this. The cops aren't going to believe me. You are the only one. I've never steered you wrong so far, right? Yeah, you're right. I've never steered you wrong so far. Please. Fine, fine, fine. You fucking stay alive, too. I will. I will. Don't do do anything stupid. Fuck. 
and I'll just <sighs> I'll start running. Rose, you can attempt an athletics or a stealth skill to get oh, out of there. Uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna step back out onto the sidewalk and just make my entire presence known to okay. Frost. So whatever you do, Rose, I'm gonna give you a plus twenty on that roll. I'll do stealth. It's probably better. Okay, uh, Frost, go ahead and give me that alertness check. Damn it! Failed again. Rose, did you succeed? Oh my no. I got a 97. I failed hard. Okay, though you are not being very quiet, Rose, though you are not slipping into the shadows as you as you think you might be able to, you're bleeding badly, you're kind of just stumbling around, you've lost a lot of blood, you manage to get away uh, because, Frost, you can clearly see Echo walking towards you. Uh, okay, so I already have my gun drawn. Uh, it, um, I'm not. I'm going to approach and be like, where's your friend? We do not have time to fuck around right now. Where is your friend? I don't know. The crowd is gathering. I'm gonna take out a pair of hand, uh, the handcuffs I had and actually- Agent Frost, lock. you are going through the procedure of arresting this woman. And as you do so, you start thinking about what has been transpiring. Your cover is effectively blown thanks to Fluke and his uh, gaining the ire of Deborah Constance. These friendlies are wounded. This friendly in particular is wounded because of you. The police are going to show up, and they will probably acknowledge your uh, badge. But they're going to eventually get a radio call about you, and they're going to want you to come in. And this arrest is fruitless. What's the matter? Why did you, uh, why'd you slap the cuffs on me? <laughs> I, I'm going to take my gun and put it right to her fucking head really quick, <clears throat> and I'm going to cock it. I'm going to be like this. Please understand something. This whole fucking situation of whatever we're dealing with, you and I will most likely not make it out. Do you fucking understand? And I know you have to. Agent Frost, you can hear the sirens in the far distance. This is no time to be talking. What decision are you making? Are you gonna fight me and I put you in the car? Uh, I'm gonna fight you the whole way. <laughs> is she handcuffed just so I can have a visual you, real quick? You did not successfully handcuff her oh. yet. Okay, I'm gonna just like, Take my two fingers and jab it right into that fucking hole. How's that? Right in the center. Echo, <clears throat> you have the ability to either dodge it or to do uh, something else. I'm going to dodge it. I will count your last roll as a success. So you kind of dodge out of the way. There, there's a crowd now gathering. Pe people are like, we're calling the police. Get out of the street. Get your fucking hands off me. We need to go. We're going to die. And I can't get this solved if you're going to fight me on this. So... Help your friends and help me get out of the situation alive. Let's go, and I'm gonna try to drag her back into that restaurant. I'm a, I'm gonna fight her because I, I can't I can't not. I'm a I'm oh a criminal. I wanna kill you. You are you probably are, I'm sorry. <laughs> so um you go ahead and make a a melee attack roll and Echo, you're gonna attempt to dodge again. I epically uh epically failed. Um, I also failed. I had a 30 and I have a 58. Okay, you are both unsuccessful in your pinning. Echo, what are you doing? Hey, man, you need me more than I need you. <laughs> they, they got nothing on me. <laughs> but you, you need everything from me. So, I just need assurance. <laughs> fine, fine. You get a pass. How's that? Give me your gun. Oh, fuck, no. I'll go with no. you quietly if you give me your gun. Ooh. Well, I have... 
I, from what I remember, Sergio, I have two guns, correct? One in my hip? Yes. Okay. How's this? I'll, I'll give her the gun I have, and then I'm going to pull out my other gun and be like this. There. Even. All right? Cool. And I just follow her. <laughs> and you are heading back to the diner, I assume? We're, we're, we're hobbling, walking. Actually, I'm hobbling. We're walking back, hopefully. Side by side, so she doesn't try to pop me in behind. <laughs> Let's cut back to the diner. Oh, God. Floof. You are standing in the ruined diner. Most of the patrons have fled, screaming in terror. You can hear the police sirens in the distance. They are approaching. Your rage, that anger, is slowly subsiding, and you are beginning to think again. You are a veteran of the FBI, and you know how this is going to play out. You're a veteran of this group, and you know what they're capable of. You know your cover has been blown. You know that the cops will probably recognize your authority for a minute. These uh, friendlies will probably be sent to the hospital. But eventually, one of them is going to ask you to come with them back to the police headquarters. And you know that means back into the arms of Deborah Constance. What are you doing? Um, first, I'll slide my gun back into its holster. I'll lean next to Agent Merritt's ear, and I'll whisper. Not Merritt. What did I say? You said Merritt. It's not Merritt. Um, God. Uh, I'll, I'll kneel at I'll kneel at Oliver's. Um, we'll ear. deal with that in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'll whisper. Now listen, kid. I got nothing left to lose. I'm burned. Frogs burned. Frost is burned. We're all dead. If I don't clean you up, someone else is gonna come to finish the job for me. So you got one more chance to play nice. And I will run out of the diner. You know that the vehicle that you have been using with the other agents of F-Cell is right around the corner if you want to jump into that. Otherwise, I'm running to the car and I'm putting the keys in the ignition and I'm starting it. Um, as you run to the car, jump in, you start it. The police cruisers are pulling up to the diner and the police are stepping out. Um, if uh, I will, I cross paths with Agent Frost. No. If I don't have any visual cues that Agent Frost is in the vicinity, I will take off. You take off, you do a U-turn, you head in the opposite direction. Frog, Oliver, the police run in. They see you. One of the police recognizes you, Agent Frog. They check on you and they say, Bluth, are, are you all right? I just start, like, gesturing to where I think I saw a fluke run off and just, like, take my hand down and, I mean, you can see what happened. Eventually, Agent Frost and Echo, you are approaching the diner and you see Agent Frost that there are police that have already arrived at the diner. What are you doing? Okay, I'm going to look to Echo and I'm going to be like, follow my lead, just just go with it. And then I'm going to be flagging down the police. How many are there? Just so I'm aware. There are four officers. Four officers. I'm going to rush over and explain that there was a drive-by that just occurred. My agent's down. Another person suspect took around, took off around the alley, but they're going, uh, like, I just gave the vague direction of where the drive-by happened. 
So hopefully they can go and then uh, I'm gonna see if Oliver or anyone else can like not along like say yes, that's what happened. Uh, well, if you just implicated Rose as one of the ones who ran away instead of, were you implicating Rose or Fluke? Because I, I don't think Ollie's gonna be too cool with selling out Rose. I'll implicate, I'll implicate Fluke. Oh, well, fuck yeah. I'm nodding all the time then. <laughs> So here's what happens. You are you you approach the officers who are kind of wary at first, but you show them your badge. You're a U.S. Marshal. You explain the situation, and they calm down a little bit. They recognize your authority, and sure enough, as you are explaining the situation, you are putting all the blame on Agent Fluke. And sure enough, uh, uh, Oliver and the others are agreeing and 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 corroborating the story. The police call in an ambulance. An ambulance arrives, and it picks up. Echo, Oliver, and Bluth. Are you all willingly jumping into the ambulance? Yeah, I, I haven't left, like, Frog's side. I still have that compress against the neck and everything. And, Oliver, as you are being pulled into the ambulance, I, I would assume actually a couple of ambulances had to show up, a news van also comes screeching up, and hopping out is Vic. He's carrying the camera and runs up instinctively to, to get some footage of you being put in. He notices you, and he just drops the camera and says, Ollie? Vic, uh, I can explain. Listen, you you gotta, you know what we talked uh, about? Uh, y- y- yeah, but are you gonna be okay? I'm gonna be fine. You just remember what we talked about. Holy shit, that's a lot of blood. And he just kind of starts to stand back and record the scene, you know, get the B-roll. Get everything. Everything you can. Everything you can. It goes along with what I'm going to give you, okay? The two friendlies and Frog are put into ambulances and they are whisked away. Agent Frost, one of the police officers who is on the radio, gets a message, looks at you, comes over and says, Excuse me, Mrs. Davenport, I'm going to have to ask you to come with me back to the station if you don't mind. Okay. I'll just nod along, Barry. I won't, I won't call the scene. Just be like, okay. And I'll follow you. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry about this, but he begins putting handcuffs on you. Okay. You are put into the back of the squad car, and you are taken away. Let's cut to the hospital. You get to the Henry Ford Hospital around 2.45, and you are all treated for your wounds. I'm going to ask everyone, including Rose, to roll a d4 and add it to your health. Whatever number you get, you may also subtract it from your willpower, as this experience has been stressful, painful, and the day isn't even completed. One by one, you are all healed and patched up. Echo, you've got a a wrap around your stomach and side where you were shot. Ollie, your leg has been cleaned up and you have a cast on it now. And Frog, amazingly, the reverberation from the gunshot was really what did most of the damage. The bullet did not actually hit your throat. So you have a a very sore throat and a wounded neck that is covered up with big bandages. But goddamn, if you're not all still alive. But something strange happens. About 
an hour or so in, you are all moved to different rooms. And what you come to find is that you are all in the same room. The room is being protected by two police officers that stand outside the bedroom. And eventually, walking through the door is Agent Deborah Constance and Rose. Rose has had her shoulder repaired and it looks like someone has taken a look at it. I'm going straight for Ollie. I don't even care anymore. Yeah. She allows you all to kind of acknowledge that you're all alive and she says I'm really sorry about all of this to be honest. I realized something was up sooner. Agent Bluth um, well I guess this goes for everyone but um, Agent Frost is in my custody or what her real name is, Vivian Davenport of the U.S. Marshals, and Special Agent Casey Shaw, you may know him better as Agent Fluke, well, there's a warrant out for his arrest now. I think um, in time I could probably get uh, a restraining order. I'll certainly do everything I can to help you guys, but I need your help because the fact of the matter is that the city's law enforcement is completely strapped, but... I am convinced, after speaking with Agent Bluth, that it is vital this investigation continue one way or another. I think it's worth noting that this morning, Lucian Riggs, also known as Bad Luke, was seen entering a bodega bathroom. After 10 minutes, his accomplices went to check on him, and that's when they called 911, because Riggs was missing. The only evidence of a struggle was a strange series of cut-like patterns in the top right ceiling of the bathroom. Those people that know about reverb in this city are basically in this room right now. Please tell me, Agent Bluth, that we have some kind of lead to continue this, and we have not dried up every possibility. Let me check my notes. Is there any way I can leave this room? Besides jumping out a window or trying to make a run for it? No. <laughs> <laughs> There's um there's a couple of people we can still check in with, um, a couple of, of dealers that could probably um, Jesus that could probably take us to, to where we need to go. Uh, that's all I can think of right now. But, what what um, about the names you discovered this morning? I, I remember something about uh, Spider J, uh, Tanika Tillerson. Yeah, no, there's there's uh, Jacob Simmons. We can check in to see what he's doing um, and his ex-girlfriend we uh, we know where they do the drops off uh, for the for the drug too we got a few locations uh, one in a train depot where they make drops she looks at you Oliver and she says uh, Oliver are you willing to wear a wire <laughs> uh, I've recently changed my opinion on him yeah <laughs> all right I think we can put something together. I think that it's important we record as much of this as possible. I have a feeling that if we don't figure out what's happening soon, Devil's Night is going to consume all our resources and our, our leads are going to dry up. There's there's somebody still in this town that knows what's going on. I give uh, Frog a really pointed look. The sort of look that says, haven't we been through a fuck enough? And I make eye contact for a little bit and I say, maybe we should say something more. If you're referring to what I think you're referring to, Agent Bluth here has been forthcoming, and I have an idea of what's going on. 
I understand that Agent Bluth is part of an organization that uh, is clandestine in some way. Oh, you, you, you're telling me you know all this bullshit? I learned about it this morning, but yes. Oh, thank God. Okay. Rog, you're cooler than I thought. I, I mean, maybe there's a little bit more to discuss. And depending on how close you're going to get into this, uh, Constance, ha- I don't want to just start talking about corners of rooms and things, but maybe that's something everyone should be made aware of. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. So we'll say that you discuss with her what you have learned, what you know about the case. Um, you take the time to fill everyone in, so now everyone is up to date on all of the information, um, unless anyone actively avoids uh, giving anything away. I probably make sure we don't say anything about Luca. Yeah, I haven't said anything about Luca or or, or, or having Beaver bomb my possession. If, if, as Ollie starts going in that direction, Rose is just gonna like take his hand and squeeze and be like, "He listens this time." Um. I do not mention that I'm already wearing a wire, so that one stays with me. <laughs> uh, you have this conversation, and Constance says, so look, um, in a few hours, the doctors are going to say you're good to go, and you'll be allowed to leave. You will continue your investigation, but this time, please, if something comes up, contact me. I can help you. Uh, maybe I can look something up in the computers or in the databases, or I can maybe I can get you guys some weapons or, or any other provisions that you might need. We appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. You have my number. You know where to find me. Just let me know when there's an update, okay? Constance, just real quick, I, I don't want to be a bother, but how are you going to keep that fucking maniac away from us? One way or another, he's going to make a mistake, and he's going to show his face, and we're going to get him. We're, I've, I've sent out uh, messages to the airport. All the police officers are aware of him. One way or another, we're going to find him. Okay. Okay. She steps out, and you are all left together alone. What the fuck? Good lord. Okay. Are you alright? It's nice to hear you talking. Yeah, yeah, it's good to see you too, Rose. Can I say I hate every single one of you? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I think that's fucking fair. <laughs> For what it's worth, I'm sorry. Yeah. We, we need we need to talk though. Uh, we, we can hate each other all when we're dead, and I'm sure that'll be soon. But we have exactly it's over. We're not dying today. God damn it. Okay, okay, okay. I'm trying to bring some levity to the situation. Maybe the room is it's not, not ready for jokes. Not a funny situation. You're not dying. I'm not dying. Echo's not dying, and Frog's not dying. Listen, if anyone's dying, it's that motherfucker fluke. Either way, we need to address the situation. That fluke is not our fucking issue. Our biggest issue is that whatever the fuck this thing is, it's coming for us. Uh, we need to have an understanding of what it's trying to do in Detroit. We need to make sure that doesn't happen. So we need to talk about what comes next. All right. So chances are there's going to, well, we know that there's going to be a lot of fires tomorrow. And we know how reverb works. Uh, we just need to find, if we can get all of these suspicious people in one place and get the Preda in that place, I think we might be able, well, at least we'll be able to find out how... How to proceed from there? I don't know how to kill a magic drug bird. Um, never done. That <laughs> I don't cover that got training. Rid of, but I think we we'll, got rid of the only person that would know. <laughs> God. 
So I, I don't mean to put a knock on the DEA or anything like that. I, I don't speak ill of people like that. But your plan right now is to get everybody we hate in the same room and then summon a fucking bird. No, I think everyone will. I think everyone. Did we find out it was a bird? Well, yeah, it sounded happened? like flapping. <laughs> I, I look at I look at um, Echo. And it takes me a while to speak up because I know she's going to hate whatever comes out of my mouth. But um, <laughs> look, we need to go after your lead. It's probably the best thing we got. This this missing Luca thing, the Scandinavian you found, whoever the fuck he is, he's got something that we need. Yeah. I mean, we can see if he's still casing the joint on the flint stoop, but, you know, I think anywhere we can find an eye is pretty much where they're laying out territory. Do you think Luca would... Luca would talk to us if we got him back? Luca doesn't even know who the fuck I am, man. He wasn't coherent. I couldn't... He couldn't even look me in the eye. Okay, okay. Maybe if we get him away from it, that'll change... I don't know. It's probably not enough time anyway. I was gonna say, not enough to, to make him sober. What, so we've got... So we've got Jacob Simmons... And that's it. Uh, Luca, what is it? Lucian Riggs is gone. Yeah, we, we lost me, Luke. There's nobody in the Flins that are here in town anymore. Everybody else is gone. So anybody who's currently pushing is not pushing anymore. I I think Ikea is our best bet. Who's Ikea? <laughs> that's the <that's> Scandinavian. <laughs> It took me a minute, uh, too. Uh, thank you. Yep, yep, same. I was like, oh. Sir so just like, wait, I didn't have this character written out. Yeah, so just like panicking. He's like, where's my notes? Slipping through frantically. I, I think Ikea is the best way to go. Whoever the fuck this guy is, he's obviously not from here, and he's he's pushing it. So we, we go to the source, we try and find wh- whoever the fuck he works for, and, and move through there. And remember the round room. If all else fails. Remember the round room. Sure, sure, sure. You are going to find this blonde man that you met earlier. Yeah. 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 Your injuries are going to take time. The, the, the doctors have to check on you. It's not until about 6 o'clock that you are released. And when you all emerge, waiting for you with a large police van is Deborah Constance. And she's standing there. She rolls open the door, and Amanda, what does she say? Everyone get on board, please. Oh, wait. <laughs> what? Uh, uh, Amanda, from this point on, is going to be playing Agent Deborah Constance. No! Oh, shit. I swear, you guys are some of the narkiest people. I'm going to walk off and try to find a cab or something. We can oh. at least take it to one of our cars. I, I just get in the car. I've been shot. I've been hurt. I've been berated. Somebody called me greasy. I'm getting in the fucking van. <laughs> one way or another, you all go to your respective vehicles and you make your way to the train yard. I'm going to lean up between the between the seats when Constance is driving and say, uh, you definitely need to let us out a good five or six blocks away because otherwise 
not gonna talk to us. You mean rolling up in a police van to a drug dealer? I mean, wow. I, re I realize this is your job. Yes, I know. I know. I, I'm, I'm messing. It's okay. I got it. Don't worry. You all uh, eventually get out and you find yourselves at the train station. Sergio, I'm gonna kind of let everyone take point, but I'm definitely really making sure the perimeter is clear, that we're not being followed, we're not being watched, and that there's nothing suspect going on. Sure. Let me have everyone that is kind of keeping an eye out to make either a search roll or an alertness roll. I succeed on an alertness check. All my dice are going in dice jail. They're fucking assholes today. I failed search. I have a succeed on an alertness. 37 pass. Uh, can I say, since Rose failed, she's just, like, clocking Ollie and Echo and Frog constantly, just, like, sure. full stress, like, where are, my, where are my baby ducks? Are my baby ducks here? Great. All my baby ducks are here. <laughs> Deborah Constance, Echo, Oliver, it's kind of around all at the same time that you notice that there is a blonde man not close to the train station. In fact, he is much closer to where Echo saw him originally earlier in the day. And he is walking away from the train station in the direction of downtown. Like he was on the tracks? Nope, like he's literally just walking on the sidewalk, nowhere near the train station. You just happen to see him across the street, you recognize him. No, that's the guy. Okay. We got sort of an in. Do you still have that reverb on you? Maybe we can, I don't know, lie to him, tell him that we're trying to get into the business or something. I'm sorry, you have reverb on you right now? No. I mean, sh no. No, I don't have reverb on me. What the fuck? <laughs> what are you talking about? But you do have it, right? Oliver. I'm just saying, we need it. <laughs> wow. Guys, he's literally about to disappear around the corner. What are you doing? I'm I'm going to follow him. I'm just not even going to... Yeah, no, we're going. This is a discussion for later. So, uh, Deborah, you are kind of driving the, the van at a very far distance. You're, you're really, if anything, you're kind of watching the, the friendlies and, and frog. And you walk several blocks. You enter downtown, and you see that this blonde man is approaching the Leland Hotel, and you can see now it's about 7 p.m. And there is a party going on on the bottom floor. And you are reminded that Liebernacht, the club, is there at the Leland Hotel in one of the ballrooms. And you suspect he's heading there. Who's around me really quick? Is it because uh, Basically, you are kind of the furthest not to draw attention, but you can see all of the other members of your group ahead of you just by a couple of blocks, and you're just kind of keeping up. And eventually you pull up to Liebernacht, you kind of pull off to the side, and the other, uh, the friendlies and frog, you are basically walking up to the Leland Hotel, and you see this blonde man interact with a large group of people. There is what looks to be, you know, six guys, seven girls, and they're all kind of chatty, and the blonde man interacts with one person in particular. There is a woman. She is about maybe in her early 30s, attractive, uh, seems to be kind of the, the focus of the attention of the group, certainly seems to be a leader. He seems to whisper something in her ear, and then he goes inside the club, 
and this large group of folks start walking in the opposite direction tour of you out towards the city. What do you do? Does the woman follow that group, or is she still in the club? The woman is basically the center of the group, and they're all kind of uh, talking to her. Um, go ahead and I'm going to say frog. Give me a give me a alertness check. Ae fifty three. You recognize the features. This is who was described in the police dossiers as Tanika Tillerson. Um, so, and I can, I can like see her enough. I can see her. You can see her, but, but it is her and a group of people and they are currently moving away. It looks like they just came out of Liebernacht and are now heading north. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to look at Frog as she's trying to, you know, break it down. And, and I point over at Ikea and I go into Liebernacht following him. I'm not splitting off from Ali. I'm going with him. I know you guys like to be a team, but... That's two people without guns and two people with guns. Uh, Rose, uh, are you are you keeping it hidden that you have a gun on you? Uh, I don't anymore because it was in my backpack that was in the that I left in the that I left in the diamond. I, I don't think anyone would have confiscated that from you, so you would still have that. Oh great! So so the, like someone got it back for me after. Yes, exactly. Constance would have made sure that you get it. Oh, then I <laughs> then I'm gonna pull mine out and be like, I have one. We're fine. All right. Well, okay, that's fine. <laughs> Be safe. Oh my, be safe. Uh, I'm a very good shot, thank you. I have two folks heading into Liebernacht. What is everyone else doing? Uh, I'm going to get out and I'm going to follow uh, Tamika in the, in the crowd. I was going to follow, like, on foot behind the crowd. I'm just going to say, I'm just staying in the van. I'm kind of, because both teams are separated, I'm kind of, I'm going to keep my eyes locked on the club, but also watch as they go down. Echo and Frog, you keep your distance and you walk uh, along with the crowd. And as you walk, block by block, it seems like little groups of people kind of start to break off. A couple here, a couple there. And before you know it, there's just one couple left with this girl, Tanika. And that couple eventually say their goodbyes and they split off. And it's about this time that you notice you are crossing Elmwood Cemetery to your left and there are these street lamps that illuminate the sidewalk and this girl Tanyika will enter one of these street lamps underneath it and then disappear into the dark and then appear again under the street lamp and then disappear under the dark I need both of you to make alertness checks I succeed same you're both paying attention here and when she dips into the shadows most people wouldn't notice this but you notice there's a blur of movement. And when you look, it looks like there's a, a, a dark body leaping over this 10 foot high fence that makes the perimeter of the cemetery. And when you look again, you see a feminine shape walking in the cemetery heading towards a large mausoleum. Yeah, I mean, we're following. Yeah. You eventually enter the cemetery you make your way towards that mausoleum. Let me have you both make stealth checks. I failed. Uh, 47. Woo, I passed with 36. You reach the mausoleum, which has these large, massive doors, and the doors are actually open, and you begin sneaking in, and Echo, you kind of bump the door, and it makes a creak, but it's all quiet. It's very dark in here, and you realize that this mausoleum is reserved for 
there are caskets, like, just out. And it doesn't take long to realize these are probably caskets that will be buried the next day, or they're being prepared in some way. But nonetheless, as you begin to creep in, you hear a voice. It's a feminine voice. And she says, I can hear your heartbeat. What do you want? We're... We're just looking for a good time. Coming around from one of the caskets is Tanika Tillerson. Only you notice that there's something spread all over her face, and it's clearly some kind of dark red liquid. And you see that in her hand is a severed forearm, and she seems to be kind of cleaning her teeth out. She says, what are you looking to get? Reverb. You follow me all the way out here for some reverb? Well, you got something better? She takes a bite of the arm, and I need you both to make sanity checks as she just literally oh, tears oh, the oh, flesh. Oh, oh, shit. Y'all walked in a fucking cemetery in this game. Is this what happened to Fluke? Obviously not. Mm-hmm. Obviously not. I passed with a 39. I fail. Okay, so if you fail, you're going to roll a d4. If you succeed, you only lose one sanity. That's a three. You are, you are both shaken by this. She seems perfectly at home and eating flesh. And she says, look, I know who you are. You're investigators, aren't you? You're trying to figure out what's going on in town, aren't you? Some of my guys mentioned that there were folks like you around. Uh, I take out my badge and say... Uh, I am. She's not. Well, look, you're very lucky that I don't just tear you from limb from limb, so I'm feeling in a particularly social mood tonight, so what do you want? I'm just looking for my cousin, and I just want him back, and I just want to go home. What's your cousin's name? Luca. Medina. She thinks for a moment and then says, yeah, I think, uh, I think Heinrich is in charge of him. You both notice at this point that as she's kind of talking, she's revealing her wrists, And you can see on her left wrist is that Egyptian eye tattoo. Says, yeah, I I don't know if you're going to be getting him back, to be honest with you. Why is that? Well, he's part of the club now. How How does one become a part of the club? You sign the book. At this point, you can tell the two of you that she is completely at ease and she is totally sizing you guys up. You have... You, you, you guys are just like stammering through your questions and she's just kind of sitting there chewing her food. Well, I came for my answer. Listen, if it's uh, if it's any consolation, kid, and she refers to you, Echo, she says, I'm not in charge of your cousin. Um, he signed the book, just like everybody else. Where's the book? Oh, the book is with him. And who is him? He goes by many names. Dark Man, the Crawling Chaos. He's got a lot of names. <sighs> Fuck. Any idea where he might be in the next couple hours or so? <laughs> he is. He isn't anywhere and he's everywhere. I assume you're trying to figure out who's dealing reverb in town? That would be correct. Yeah. Well, you're looking at her. Don't you got somebody else with you? You, uh... Oh, I've got other people that work with me, yeah. My boyfriend, Spider J, he, uh, he was kind of the one that brought it in, but I've taken over since then. You're the brains of the operation. 
Mm, smart girl. Real recognizes real. <laughs> and where is he? Is he also in the club? She says, no, Spider's pretty paranoid these days. He he pretty much just stays in his hotel room. Are you looking for him? I mean, we were. Well, I, I'd be willing to take you to him if you promised that if I did that, you would leave me alone. Let me go on with that my business. Sounds perfectly fine to me. I don't give a fuck what you do. You know, it's that's it's your prerogative in my business. It does not sound perfectly fine. She takes out. No, she no. I put my hand on her on her on hers. I mean, hell, if you let me go, I'll make sure to uh, put in a good word that Luca gets let go. I would appreciate that. Us city girls got to look out for each other. No. What do we have but Detroit? That's right. A lot of people ran away from Detroit a long time ago, but I stayed around. Frog's gonna take her hand off her gun and um, look at Echo for very as long as she can, um, and turn back to Tanika and say, "All right, show us where Spider J is, and um, we'll let you loose." All right. That's fine. I need to get something back in his apartment anyway. Excuse me, his hotel room anyway. Um, I guess you won't let me finish dinner, huh? She holds up the arm. I would really appreciate it if you did not. She throws it on the ground like it doesn't matter. She's like, I've already had my fill. And she starts making her way outside the mausoleum. Follow her. Yeah, we follow. Okay. Let's cut to inside the club. Rhodes and Oliver, you walk into the club, it is banging, and everyone is partying and having a good time. What are you guys doing? Uh, I'm probably keeping an eye out for the, for the, for Ikea, as, as it were, the blonde guy. Yeah. If you are doing that, then make an alertness check. Or, you know what, I'll say better yet, give me a, a search or an alertness check. Don't be assholes. Motherfuck! Okay, cool. So I passed my search with an 18. Uh, Rhodes, you're having a hard time kind of seeing through the crowd, but eventually... I'm very small. (laughs) Yes, exactly. You're trying to, you know, hop up. Oliver, you can see at the bar this blonde man, and he seems to have gotten a drink, and he's now kind of sipping and, like, just watching the crowd. Okay, uh, I'm going to turn to Rose. Uh, Hey, uh, if you could watch uh, from afar or something, uh, keep your distance, but make sure I don't get killed or anything like that. I'm going to go to the bar and talk to Ikea, okay? Okay. Um, Yeah, okay. Okay, you good? (laughs) No, where are you? Uh, I'm golden. (laughs) I'm having a great time. This is great. Um, and, And I'll walk up to the bar. You straddle up next to him. He kind of side-eyes you, but he's he's kind of busy checking out the dance club. Uh, excuse me. Uh, do you mind if we talk for a little bit? What do you have to say to me? <laughs> oh, I got so much to say to you, man. With that accent, I could say anything, right? <laughs> uh, he kind of starts to straighten up a little bit, like you're being aggressive with him. Yeah. Uh, my name's Oliver Lake. Uh, I'm trying to find out who's selling all this reverb. I bought some off a friend of mine at, at this other club. Uh, uh, he, he said that I should look for somebody named Hi Sally, but then I heard some other people saying that this blonde guy, this re- really odd, out of place blonde guy, he's the guy to go to. And you know who's blonde and out of place? You. 
Uh, he, 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 like, his tenseness seems to kind of drop as he realizes, oh, a potential customer. And he kind of turns around and has his, he's shoulder to shoulder with you and he says, Oh, you're looking for a good time, huh? Yes, I have that. How much money you have? Oh, well, it depends on how much you're offering, but I, I got enough money to pay. You want two? I have uh, two for 60, otherwise one for 30. Okay, um, I could do two for 60, but I, I got something more, something a little bit bigger. That's why I wanted to meet you in person. I, I didn't want this to just be, you know, your run-of-the-mill drug deal. Um, do you guys do big business? For the right customer? Get at what you're talking about. Um, look, the news doesn't run on just anything. <laughs> it runs on coke. Uh, I could introduce you to some guys who've been doing it for years, right? But this this new stuff, it's revolutionary. I mean, it's going to change everything. Um, I'm going to stop you right there. I'm not interested in selling coke. I have bigger fish to fry. And when he puts up his hand, you can see that on his left wrist, there is a Egyptian eye tattooed there. Okay. I'm gonna make this as casual as possible. I'm gonna uh, try and play it off like, um, like Ollie's trying to grab his hand to make sure he understands his point before he runs away. I'm gonna try and grab the wrist where the eye is and see if anything feels weird. Okay, I, I think that's easy enough. Sure, sure. You, you managed to grab his hand. He is certainly alert by that, and he's in the process of trying to get it out of you. Well, what do you say to him? Hey, that's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about something even bigger. We're done with Coke. We want to go your route. We want to sell big-time reverb. We, we want to buy it. Make a persuade check. All right. Okay. All right, Ollie, you're good for one fucking thing. Don't fuck it up, asshole. 41 to 70... Please, I invite you to suck me. Um, <laughs> but we have that now. He says, he says, oh, I understand. Are you with one of the other gangs? You don't look like it. No, no, I'm much worse. I'm white collar. Well, uh, perhaps we can have an arrangement. Uh, let me have your information and I can contact you soon about a meeting. Yeah, I... Uh, you, you you people use beepers, I'm hoping? You give him your beeper number, but he does not give you a beeper number. He says, remind me your name again. My name's Oliver Lake. Uh, when you search me up, as I know you're going to, because every good business partner does, you're going to see I work for the Detroit News. Don't let that bother you. His face kind of shifts, and he's like, the what? He, he starts walking away from you. <laughs> I try and stop him again, goddammit. Uh, if you're going to try to grab him, try to make an unarmed strike. You're effectively trying to pin him at this point. Yeah, exactly. I'm just trying to get him to see my point, and that definitely includes physical force. A 35 is under my 60. Okay, so he fails to get away from you. You manage to grab him, and you're holding him. And he's saying, let go of me. You, you, you don't know who I'm dealing with. You don't know who you're dealing with. This city has been corrupt since the day was born, and I'm just a part of it. So if you're interested in making some money, I suggest you listen. He is going to try and punch you. This is telling. Every fucking episode, Ollie. <laughs> he succeeds with a 25, and he is going to deal you two points of damage. He clocks you across the face, cool. and I'm going to say that breaks the grapple, and he just starts booking it out of the club. Uh, I will say, Rose, you do see this commotion as you have been keeping your eyes on him. Uh, can I follow him? If you'd like, yeah. I know I know. Ollie's taken a hit before, <laughs> so I'll, uh, 
I'll, I'll, uh, I'll follow the guy. Okay, go ahead and give me a athletics or alertness check. Oh, good. I'm real good at athletics. So alertness is what I'm going to do, and it's not much better. Oh my fucking god, I can't I can't roll under a 50 tonight. He he succeeds. So he has the jump on you. You do manage to run outside. But when you run outside, you see that he is heading in one direction and in the opposite direction is Echo, Agent Frog, and Tanika Tillerson and they are walking towards you. Agent Deborah Constance, you see Rose run out, a blonde man run down the block, and Frog and Echo and this girl Tanika all approaching Liebernacht. Does the blonde man really register to me, or did he just like. Did he do a- you, you, you've been told that, that there was a blonde man involved with, uh, with uh, what's going on here, a, a potential uh, outside source of the reverb, um, but all of everyone that you are involved with is currently hanging out outside Liebernacht talking to someone. Okay, okay. I will... I'm gonna uh, kind of approach, but not get too close. I want to try to get Frog's attention. Uh, Frog, Echo, uh, you see Oliver and Rose who run out and there is a blonde man who is now running down the street and eventually makes it around a corner. Uh, and Tanika says, oh, are these your friends? Yeah, no. They're, but they're people I know. You know me. I know, I know everybody. And I go and hug Rose. And it's like, fancy seeing you here. Hi, it's good to see you too. So what's what's the game plan? What's going on? We're following a woman who eats people's arms off. So that's where we're at in the evening. Um, <laughs> we're just going to see where this goes. Just, just go with it. Just go with it. Okay, do you need me to call in support? No, not yet. Not yet. Do you want me to stay at the van or do you want me to come in? You should probably come with us. Okay. Well, if you uh, want to meet Spider, follow me. And she starts making her way into the Leland Hotel. You all walk over to the elevators. The She presses the button, opens, you enter, and you start going up. Eventually, the door opens, and you are on one of the higher floors of the Leland Hotel. It's quite a nice hotel. And the first thing you notice is that as you walk down the hall, there is a door and there is a tripod outside the door. And on the tripod is a big VHS camera, like a camcorder. Tanika says, oh, don't mind the camera. Spider's just been real paranoid. So he set up a bunch of cameras. He spent all this money on them and he's just been recording 24 seven. You walk up to the door. She unlocks it, opens it up. You walk in and very loudly playing on a record player is Islands in the Stream, by Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton. <laughs> Absolutely. You scan the room and you surmise that to your left is a record player and a bunch of like electronic equipment. There's a big tube TV. The whole room is kind of a lived in mess. There's food on the floor, there's clothing. And right in the center of the room is a big leather love seat. And there sitting is a man that fits the exact description of Spider J. Jacob Simmons. Uh, Only he seems completely out of it. His head is struggling to stay up. And 
when he looks up, his eyes are completely bloodshot and glazed over, and he sees Tanyika. And you've been warned before that Spider-J uh, Spider is a very violent, uh, aggressive man, and here he seems like a puddle of mud. And He looks up and notices Tanyika and says, T, where you been? Uh, and he just kind of keeps going in and out of it. T says, please, make yourself at home, and she kind of starts to make her way towards the bedroom. Can I lean over to Frog and sort of whisper to her, uh, I think he's hiding uh, from from the Preda. It's got to be, right? It's, a, it's at this point, you know, that you point it out and you realize he's actually holding something. He's holding a pipe. There's like a, it looks like a crack pipe. And by the couch is this container that is like a bag, a very large bag, and it looks like it was once full of this kind of white powdery substance. Oh. I'm gonna go over to him. I'm going right over to him. What do you say to him? You've seen it, haven't you? Uh, seen what? Who are you? It's a shadow. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's real. It comes from the corners. Uh, yeah, now that you mention it, I think I have seen something like that. Yeah. Is that why you're at the middle of the room? Is that why you have everything turned up so you don't hear it whisper? Is that why you have that pipe? You trying to stay away from What pipe? And he looks down at his hand and he's like, Oh, did I smoke all of this? I hope for your sake you didn't. Oh, God. Rose, what is your human intelligence or your psychotherapy? Oh, they're both dog shit. I can tell you right now. Okay, that's good. You you are sitting there talking to him. Everyone in the room begins to notice. There's literally like, it looks like a, a kind of like, you know, when you see a mirage and like the air is like shimmering, it's happening above his head. And those of you who have experienced reverb before, as you get a little closer to him, you start feeling those familiar feelings of, uh-oh, uh I could get a potential high standing next to this guy. Can I, like, grab Rose by, like, a full Nelson and Dracker pack? You can attempt to make a sanity check if you do so. Oh, yeah, that'll be great. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> I'm taking the step the fuck back. <laughs> All right. Um, I have a 17, which is a success on my sanity. You are able to kind of fight through the the reverberating feelings of this man's high effects and you pull her back away. You are all now kind of a safe distance from him. As soon as I've got her back, I'm pointing immediately where it was since she didn't notice. Hey, did he come yet? I can't remember. I haven't seen anyone. It's at this point that Tanika comes back from the from the bedroom. And she is carrying a backpack with her. Uh, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna. I'm gonna stay a distance away because I know Ollie's gonna freak out if I go any closer. But I'm gonna keep talking to him. I have a way to keep you safe, but I need something from you first. Who are you? I'm a friend. I don't need help. I'm good. I'm real good, in fact. Pretty soon you won't be though. Pretty soon that thing that's stalking at the corner of your vision, it's gonna get closer and it's gonna get louder, and the music's not gonna stop it, and being at the center of the room ain't gonna stop it. And what's gonna stop it is what I know. So unless you tell me what I wanna know, I'm gonna let it get you. 
the man is very clearly intoxicated and, and just doesn't really seem to be able to fully comprehend what you're saying. But Tanika kind of steps forward and says, how do you know about all that? You have your avenues of expertise. I have mine. What is everyone else doing while you're while you're in here? There's a lot of stuff to kind of look around and, and take in. Well, is that mirage still like shimmering behind him? It, it, oh. It's it's literally like if his head like you it, it looks like he could probably fry an egg on his head. There's just this this glimmer, this mirage kind of floating above his head. He he looks like he is blasted out of his mind on reverb. I'm just gonna keep hovering around the apartment like searching it, but not actually flipping anything over or anything, just... As you start looking around, Frog, what really stands out to you is this table that has a bunch of electronic equipment, and you can see that there's at least, like, four or five cameras, like, big VHS camcorders in this hotel. There's one kind of looking out a window, and that window is open, and there's, like, a fire balcony... There is one facing the door. There's one facing the opposite side. And all of them lead to a VHS deck that is on this table. And there is a... The, the VHS tape player is open. And it looks like if there was a VHS tape in there, it is now gone. All right. Um, is there... Does there look like there's like a, another like empty one nearby or something? Uh, make, a, uh, make a search roll. That's a pass. 22. You start looking around and you start checking bookshelves and you check other things and you think, you think and you and you walk over to the kitchen and you kick open a trash can and there you see it in the bottom of this trash can is a VHS tape. Instantly pocketing that. Instantly. Okay. You take it. Uh, I'll probably just stay, if, if the kitchen is far away enough, I'll probably just stay hovering around the kitchen. Sure. I'm just gonna, as everyone starts to like wander around, I'm gonna say, think in circles. That's it. Tanika is kind of slowly making her way to the door and she says, So, uh, I've introduced you, so I think I should be going now. What are you afraid of? As she starts to leave, I'm saying. Oh, uh, well, I'm. We're all afraid of something, aren't we? Um, well, your boyfriend's here and he's clearly blasted out of his mind. And you're still ready to leave. What's that about? Well, let's just say that I've got other business to attend to. How heavy is the bag that she's got slung around her shoulders? It looks like there's something in it, that's for sure. Well, deal's a deal. I'm gonna approach. I'm gonna approach a uh, frog really quick, and I'm gonna be like, "Deal's a deal. Like, what does that mean?" We can talk about this in a second. Um, What's in the bag? What's in the bag is my business. No one's, no one's said anything about needing to know what's in my bag. I, I, I'd like to know if you're selling information, if you're passing stuff along. Let's just say it's something important for a business transaction that will cement my place here in Detroit. It's not all the reverb that he's been smoking, right? No, no, he, he smoked the last of the reverb. I have to move on to other things now. Hey, Tanika. What? If I wanted to sign that book, where would I find you? Well, if you want to find me, come to the Detroit Cadillac Hotel tomorrow night. All right, well, best of luck with your investigation. As she goes, I'm going to say, hope it doesn't get you too. I don't take any, so I think I'll be fine. 
with a speed that you have never witnessed before, she flies out that door and disappears. Superhuman speed, just literally runs out the door. You're all left in a kind of stunned moment, and that's when you hear Spider, and he's like, Oh shit, oh god, I'm so fucking high. Oh shit, the visions are coming back. Oh, you're gonna, oh shit, this is gonna be good. And he starts, he starts kind of calling out what he's seeing. He says, oh my god, I I like see this fucking, it's like a pyramid, it's like a Mayan pyramid, and there's just like all this blood, and I see, I see these six people, four girls, two guys, and they're, they're like reading things. I, I think it's about us. And there's there's this landscape of ice and oh my god, there's like a reptile. There's like a reptile, man. And he's like laughing and and as he starts talking, he seems to be going further and further back in in in, in time. He's describing things and eventually he starts getting to the point where he's like I can't I can't describe it. It's it's happening too fast. My eyes. Oh my god, it's like flashing before me and there's this moment of silence where you wonder what it is he's seeing, and he's like, oh my god. Oh my god, it's found me. It's seen me. It's- Go, go, get the fuck out, get the fuck out now! I'm visualizing a round room, fuck that shit, I'm done. I'm running so hard! (laughs) As As this man is screaming, Rose, you were the closest, so you notice it first. It looks as if there's a teardrop at the corner of his eye that is glimmering. But it it keeps growing and keeps growing and growing before there is shard after shard of what looks like glass, but it can't be glass, but it's reflecting the room around you. It's almost it's almost stealing fragments of reality and forming this cloud of razor sharp daggers. This cloud is now floating above Spider-J, and he's convulsing and screaming as it's happening, and it forms into this quadrupedal-like thing, this this, this cloud of of razor-sharp edges, and all of the lights in the room seem to be reflecting in a certain section that kind of resembles its eyes, and its eyes kind of flash towards you, but its, its attention seems to be drawn to Spider-J, as Spider-J is like breathing heavily, staring at it, and then it just attacks him, and he is co- completely covered by these shards of reality, and they all begin piercing through him, and he screams, and as he is sliced into thousands and thousands of pieces, he is literally combined with this cloud of daggers, and it all just sinks into the corner in the right-hand corner of the room and disappears into that corner. Fuck, 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 fuck. Everyone needs to make sanity checks, please. There it is. There it is. I was waiting for it. I succeed. Ooh! Succeed. Succeed. Just the one, then. Don't fucking fail me. You're my last pair of dice right now. Or else I'm in jail. Finally. Succeed. I fail. Okay. If you succeed, roll a d6. If you fail, roll a d20. Oh, wow. What? What? Oh, God. What? <laughs> Woo! 
I'm at my breaking point. You've reached your breaking point? I'm at 44, and my breaking point is 44. I am one above my breaking point. I am one above it. I rolled a 12. Everyone is going temporarily insane. I assume everyone is running. Flee as fuck. Yeah. Okay. Fuck fight, fuck freeze, we're fleeing. You all just start screaming and you run out. You see that there is an elevator and you see that there are the staircase. What are you doing? Stairs. Okay. You kick the door open and you start running down. Let me ask everyone to make athletics checks and let me know who rolls the lowest. Succeed with a 28. Succeed with a 49. I failed with a 46. I failed with an 81, because my dice hate me tonight. They're all in trouble. I'm getting new ones. I failed with a 97. Oh, Jesus. You are all running down the stairs as fast as you can. And as you are making a corner, Deborah, you're just kind of in the back, making sure everybody goes. And as you are coming around the corner, emerging from one of the corners no. seems to be oh, this no. creature. No. Uh, oh is it like a, it's a cloud, right? Or is it like a reflective thing? Is that what I'm seeing? It's hard to put into words. It looks like if a thousand shards of glass were floating in the air and it's emerging now out of the corner. It successfully emerges and it's now going to take one of its, one of these, um, portions of it just kind of extends and tries to strike at you. I'm going to literally jump and just see if I can land on the other side and just miss it. You may you may make a dodge roll. See, I rolled a 52. No! Oh my god. And suddenly, I was glad that I was not there. You, you try to dodge out of the way, and you do make it most of the way, but your back is flayed by these, these razor-sharp things. You lose three points of health as it slashes you. And as it emerges, it just is kind of floating above the air watching you guys. I need everyone to make another round of athletics checks to get out of the staircase. Oh, God. Please don't fail me. Your siblings have failed me. Don't do it. I succeeded with a four. I succeeded with a twenty-six. I succeeded with a twenty-six. I failed. I failed with an eighty-nine. Oh no. Oh yeah, no, I failed too. Oh no! Yeah. The the eighty-nine is not very good. It's gonna try to make another swipe at you. And it rolls, it rolls too high. It actually goes to strike at you, but someone grabs you and pulls you out the door just as it dives into a corner and disappears. Okay, thank you. You stumble out into the main lobby of the Leland Hotel and the music of the Lieber Nacht is still pumping. But as you stumble out, you all begin to realize the Leland lobby is circular in shape. I'm screeching to a halt and we're staying right here. Yeah, no. Or I'm at least. Uh- yeah. Yep. You all are temporarily insane right now. If you're going to do that, you can make another sanity test to see if you can uh, try to contain yourself. Okay. Nah, I failed. Oh my, no. I'm running. That was a crit failure, in fact. Oh, I succeed. Those of you that succeed, I need you to roll a d4 and you will subtract that from your willpower. Those of you who failed, it's too much. You've got to get the hell out of here and you run. Goodbye. So uh, it sounds like two people run out. 
the, th the other three of you stay in the lobby. It is starting to draw a crowd. People, you know, the people that work in the hotel are starting to notice and somebody comes over and says, excuse me, are, are you guys all right? Is everything okay? Uh, yes, it's um, all, a, whew, it's all a part of a, uh, a new uh, announcement promotion for the hotel. It's, it's uh, the orb campaign. Can you picture it? And I'm trying to get everybody to picture this idea of an orb so bad. <laughs> Amazing. He's saying, uh, uh, you, you, "You folks look like you're you're sweating pretty profusely. Do, do I need to call the police?" No, no. We're just so excited for the orb, the round spherical orb with no corners. We're so excited. Go ahead and make a persuade check, Agent Frog. <laughs> hey, okay, it's not bad. That passes with 45. Yes. The, the person so says, okay, uh, yeah, Orb Festival, that's that's funny. All right, uh, well, if you need anything, I'll be around. And he starts making his way back to the main desk. Meanwhile, Echo and Deborah Constance, you have run outside. Um, I also failed that, so I'm also with them. Uh, I see. So the three of you are running outside. What are you doing? I'm heading to the van. <laughs> I'm not heading for the van. I'm heading into the streets. I'm trying to go. I'm trying to go back to Hightower. Rose just wants to stand in the biggest open area she can find. Everywhere you go, you can see an angle, you can see a corner, and your blood is pumping, your heart is racing, and you just run out into the street looking for a nice, wide-open place to stand. A few minutes pass. Eventually, I'll say 10, 15 minutes pass. Nothing happens to anyone it's now getting close to nine-ish. What is everyone doing? I'm heading to, to Hightower Records. I'm just trying to get somewhere safe. Now that I guess the, the Pred is not in the lobby, I'm going to go outside and start trying to like wrangle everyone. Deborah Constance seems obviously like, I, I assume you're still in the van, huh? Yes. Yeah. Ripping that steering wheel hard. Would I have had the presence of mind to start thinking about a circle yet, or am I just freaking the fuck out still? No, I mean, I, I think that eventually, after 10 minutes or so, you calm down and you gather yourself. And if you wanted to, you could focus on a circle or something like that. I think that Ollie has just been completely mute, hyperventilating, shaking physically. There's shakes in his hands. Uh, he can't get himself under control, and he's just mumbling under his breath. He's lost. He, he can't speak. <sighs> I'm, I'm, I think eventually I'm going to come back to myself and go looking for Ollie. I'll say that eventually you guys meet up. I assume you'd have to meet up at a, a known place, whether it be your apartment. Yeah, I was going to just start walking back because that's the last place I knew he was. Sure. So we'll say that you, Frog, and, and uh, Ollie are standing outside Liebernacht in the Leland Hotel. I'm going to pull up and motion for them to get in. I'll kind of tow Ollie in with me, since he's still just lost it. And I'll just kind of keep my hand on his. Yeah, Frog gets in the van. You eventually are driven away from the Leland Hotel. I assume you all want to be dropped off to your respective homes, etc. Uh, I'll drop the friendlies off first, but I want to keep Frog in the car as long as possible. Okay. We'll, uh, we'll go to Ollie's place, since that's probably familiarity for him. And I'll just take him upstairs. 
try and just start talking, I guess. Uh, I, I think that Ollie doesn't even listen to any conversation for the night, um, or at least not at first. He, um, he goes and he takes himself into the restroom, um, doesn't bother to shut the door or anything. He rips the shower curtain off, um, and he sips himself inside of the, 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 the tub that is inside of the bathroom, and he tries to find anything in his apartment that is at least domed or circular, and he's trying to press that over his head, whether it's a bowl, it's um, a lampshade, it's anything that is round and circular, and he's trying to fit that over his head, and he's sitting and he's rocking in the bathtub with that. Yeah, at some point I'll probably crawl in there and I'll just hold him and, like, pass him bowls and just, like, keep a hold on him with my one good arm. And then eventually I'm probably just going to take the sling off and start using that arm as much as I can to just keep him supplied with round things and, like, brush his hair and hold him. And Yep. <laughs> Deborah and Frog, you are driving back to your respective vehicles. Um, before, uh, like, it, let's, I'm going to pull us over so I can... Uh, focus and then I'm going to be like um, I feel like I'm missing some very key information really quick. Mm, okay. Um, I feel like we've covered most most of it. Obviously reverb is a little bit more than what it looks like. You and did not you cover whatever the fuck that was in the stairway. You found out when I found out. Deborah, you remember that Tanika's final words mentioned the Detroit Cadillac Hotel tomorrow night. What is strange, though, and you both remember this, is the Detroit Cadillac Hotel is closed. Frog, you remember driving by as they boarded up the doors the uh, few days ago. I'm gonna motion. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna turn the car back on, and I'm gonna be like this. You're about you're about to do some overtime, and I'm gonna we're gonna head over to that hotel. Doesn't sound like I have a choice. Not, we're just gonna park out and like kind of do a stakeout. All right. You head over to the Detroit Cadillac Hotel, which is actually only a few blocks away from the Leland Hotel, so it doesn't take you very long. You park outside it, and sure enough, it is still boarded up. All of the lights are off. It's about a thirty-story hotel room, and um, besides the occasional folk that walk by. It seems completely deserted. Yeah, we stay. You gonna stay all night? We'll we'll do it like a like a like a ship type thing. We'll stay there until. Yeah, we're gonna have to stay there. We'll say that you take shifts, taking naps and keeping watch. But the entire night goes by, and nothing obvious seems to happen. Nobody seems to break in. Nobody seems to be inspecting or walking around the the, the building. And the night goes on uneventful. I'll say that you are both able to get enough sleep so that you are not exhausted. Um, Echo, how did you end your night? Uh, I imagine it took some time just to walk all the way back from the the Leland to Hightower Records. But uh, she eventually just gets into her shop and she kind of closes it. She kind of just stays in that open area of her actual, like, floor of the outside and then um she just puts on a, a record and and just plays a plays a song and just tries to not think about what's going on um she plays a she plays baby i owe you something good from funkadelic and just tries to sleep serge um 
I don't think that Ollie is going to sleep tonight. I'll take the negative 20 if I have to, but I think he's so paranoid that he spends the night in the bathroom in that tub guarding himself, you know, boarding up the corners and making them as round as possible. And half of the night is thinking about whether the Preda is going to come in for him and the other half is whether Fluke is going to come in through the window. He's paranoid, he's lost, he's crying for half the time, but he doesn't sleep. Can you make a power test? Just just make a power times five check. That is a fail. A 75 against my 60. Okay. Um, Rose, what, what were you going to say? Uh, once I see that he's not going to, that he's just kind of lost to himself, I'm going to go around his apartment and I'm going to start packing his stuff. I'm going to start packing. I'm going to pack like a bag of clothes, a bag of his books and his important stuff that like, like all the stuff that I know is the most important to him. I'm putting in a suitcase. As you are packing his bags, you hear a disturbance and you look behind you and you see Oliver stand up and he's like completely blank faced, but he walks to the closest desk that has like a marker. He's there's like a Sharpie and he just finds like a, a, a random piece of paper and he just starts writing something down. And when he's and when he's finished, he kind of stumbles back and collapses onto the floor. And Oliver, you're suddenly no longer in the bathroom. You're in your bedroom. You don't know how you got there. Molly, what'd you just write? Can I can I run over to the the paper and bring it back and kneel next to him? You you bring it over and you begin reading it and it says A blonde birdie told me you're looking to buy. Head to the Cadillac Detroit tomorrow around 10 p.m. And it's signed, The Lord of Thought. (laughs) My persuasion roll worked, guys. (laughs) This is Ikea getting back to me right here. The, The King of Thought? The Lord of Thought. Holy shit, what is this? I'm crumpling that shit in my hand, and I'm shoving it in my pocket, and I'm going to grab his face in my hands, and I'm going to see if he'll make eye contact, just like anything of Oliver that's in there. I'm going to try and get anything from him. Yeah, yeah, where where he wasn't there for a moment, now he's back, and he's just kind of curious, he's perplexed as to why he's out here now. We we got to get the corners, there's too many corners in this fucking place. Could you could you get the ceiling? Just, I, I got a stepladder somewhere in here to get the fucking ceiling. God damn. Okay. We'll get the corners. We'll get, or, or we leave. Leave. I have your bag packed. I can get mine in two minutes. We can pack our shit, and we can go to the fucking cabin. We'll just go. We'll just go to the cabin. We'll just go to the cabin away from all this insanity and all these monsters and these people and and this lord of thought whatever the fuck that is we just leave detroit we just fucking leave we leave and we 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 live we survive this shit (laughs) rose don't you get it there's there's fucking corners there's two Uh, the cabin's got corners too We'll fix the corners. We'll fix the corners there, and and it's somewhere that he can't find no, us. That, that, that Fluke can't find. Whatever this is, it's coming. It's coming. We gotta we gotta work fast. We gotta do whatever we can. We gotta we gotta protect ourselves, and it's coming now. So if you don't help, we can me, protect ourselves. By I'm not interested in whatever the fuck it is that you have to say. If you don't fucking help me get these corners right now, 
Holly! And I pick myself up, and I go, and I grab some duct tape out of the kitchen, and I start duct taping the corners. Fuck. What are you doing with the rest of your night, Rose? I'll help him. I have, I've left him too many times. I'm not... I'll help him. You're flying. Get some sleep. Caleb says sleep. No, fuck you. <laughs> I've done what everyone's told me to do this game, and I don't like it. <laughs> All right. So tomorrow will begin, and you will both have minus 20% because you are exhausted from staying up with him all night. So the morning comes. It's about 7 or 8 a.m. Agent Frog, when you wake up, uh, there is a page on your pager, and it is a familiar number. It's Agent Fluke. Aw, hell. (laughs) (laughs) It keep coming. Fuck yeah, do it. I'm going to a phone. So you go to a phone and you you dial the number and you get in contact with Agent Fluke. What on God's green earth gave you the slightest inclination that this would be okay? It must be something. It must be great. It must be fantastic. Did Jesus tell you? Because that's what it seems like. (gasps) You know you're dead, right? (laughs) God. I'm dead. You're dead. I'm not saying I'm gonna kill you. Thank you. But if it's not me, someone else is gonna come to do it. Someone else is gonna come for me. Someone else probably has already come for Frost. And in the end, someone's gonna come for you too. You're dead. So you have two options here. You can accept my knowledge and my help and accept that we're both gonna go down together. Or you can reject that. You can fail this mission and you'll die. Either way, things don't end well for you. Those are the options on the table for you right now. What's it gonna be? Fluke, I only trusted your perspective because you were old before. So now that I know that you have just nothing, nothing to stand on, I mean, gravity is a suggestion for you, I don't even trust the choices that you've given me. Here's what's gonna happen. You're gonna tell me what you know, because I doubt you have any sort of resilience anyway to keep anything inside. That's been made very clear. And we're gonna meet up, we're gonna finish this, and then we'll we'll see who's left at the end. How about that? I'm not meeting you anywhere right now. You page me when you want or need my help. And I hang up. I go back to the car. Everyone gets ready in your own way, unless there's any kind of special business. You have the entire day of Devil's Day uh, to do what you like. I am going to spend the entire morning uh, still in the bathroom in my tub of silence, um, compiling every note, every word, every recorded word, everything that I have in terms of... uh, evidence from the past few days um, and then making sure that those get onto tapes into files into folders all of those things and then I'm compiling them into a suitcase um, and then I am going to drive to the Secretary of State and drop those off at the location that me and Vic agreed upon I am then going to go home as long as all of those things happen the way I hope they happen uh, I'm then going to go home and start a fresh new tape on the wire 
And just to be clear, where in the Secretary of State do you leave it? Is it like a kind of like a random drop that you've agreed to? Is it a locker? Yeah, I, I imagine it's a random drop that's probably by a, a notable piece of architecture. While he's doing that, I'll see what he's doing. I'll leave my notes for him too. I'll take my backpack off and I'll kiss him on the side of the head. I'm gonna put my Derringer in the back of my shorts, or my pants, uh, and I'll say, I'll be back soon. And I'm gonna go to my apartment, do the same thing I did at his apartment, pack up all the most important shit, put it in a suitcase, and then go back to his place and just stay stay with him. Uh, I'm, I'm just gonna kinda stay put at high towers. Uh, kind of try to put myself together and try to open the store for the day. You open the store and you can see that the majority of the stores around you have boarded their windows, boarded their doors. Some some places aren't even open today. Yeah, I just rolled it open. I just go sit at the desk for a moment and just kind of try to figure out what I'm going to do. Actually, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to try to call and see if I can get a hold of Kaysen and see if I can talk to him really quickly. Okay. Uh, you make the call and you and someone picks up. He's with my, my grandmother. His grandmother. And uh, she, she puts Kaysen on the line. Hey. Hey there. Hi. How are you? Are you being good? Yeah, Grandma. You know, he's like kind of just talking like a kid, just nonsense. But he seems to be happy saying something about Grandma and him. Yeah. I'm asking him about Halloween. I'm asking him what co- what costume he's he's going to be dressed up as and how much candy he's going to be getting. Gremlins, gremlins, gremlins. <laughs> oh, gremlins. Yeah, those are really scary. Yeah. Um, I'm going to try to come and see you uh, after Halloween. Uh, I miss you. It's been a while. I love you, mommy. I love you, too. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll talk to him for a little bit longer and then I'll eventually end the call. Frog and Agent Constance, what are you guys up to? Uh, I think we should check in on everybody. Yeah, before you leave, you just notice that um, police are like barricading the area. Um, uh, they are kind of anticipating people in the streets and uh, tomfoolery. Uh, so the, the Detroit Leland is kind of getting a little bit of a police presence to protect it. Can I uh, flag down, like, the nearest officer really quick? I'm going to flag him down. I'm going to show them my credentials, uh, colleagues' credentials, and I'm going to see if I can task them, let them or their superior say, like, I need someone to watch this building until I come back. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We, we were planning to watch the whole block. I mean, this is kind of a, an infamous square, so we, we want to make sure none of these buildings catch on fire, so no problem. Yeah, but I'm going to be like really emphasize like, no, I need an officer. Ass- I need an officer to assign to this building at all times. No negotiations. This spot is a potential location, so I need someone to watch it. So I'm like really hitting that hard. Sounds good. I'll, I'll, I'll get uh, somebody to watch the backside, too. We weren't planning on putting anyone in the back. So, yeah, we'll, we'll put a couple guys on it. OK, thank you. So when that happens, then I'm going to go ahead and proceed to let Frog go home, change, vice versa. And I'll say we'll meet up back at my office. All right. Frog, are you contacting everyone, letting them know what you're up to? Yeah. Okay. Um, All of the friendlies, you eventually, in your own ways, get word that Frog and Agent Constance are going to be meeting at police headquarters. We'll say around noon, since uh, Oliver is going to be taking some time. So unless anyone has any other business, 
does everyone go to the police headquarters around noon? Yes. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> I am... Oh. <laughs> I'm scared. I don't want to go. Okay. Echo, you hang back. Um, Oliver and Rose, you show up, and there is Constance and Frog. And you can tell, all of you can tell, the, the, the police headquarters is on high alert. Uh, you can feel the tension in the air. Uh, tonight is coming. Devil's night. I'm going to motion a frog and be like, where's the, um, where's the other friendly? Oh, she doesn't take, uh, take too well to places like this. She's, I mean, she's probably where she works. She tends to run back there a lot. But we'll just, we'll just let her have her time. Okay. She doesn't trust it. She, you couldn't get her to trust it. Why would she trust it? Uh, are we alone or are we like in the middle of the precinct? I'll make sure my office is closed and all that so we have total privacy. So we need to make a plan about the uh, hotel tonight. I think it, it would be a good point to ask. Is there anyone that doesn't want to go? I don't want to, but... We don't, we don't have a choice. We don't have a choice. He's right. Okay, well, um... I still, we still don't know how to kill this thing. Can I ask a question? Yeah. What's to stop us from just burning the building down? They can't go there tonight if it's burnt to the ground. Hold up, hold up, hold up. You're talking about possibly, you're talking about burning a location that could spread everywhere. That That's not, we're not doing that. We're going to try to avoid that as much as possible. There's going to be fires burning tonight, whether whether you want it that way or not. This is something none of us can control. This is none of us, something none of us know what the fuck it is. So if we take out where they're meeting and where those people are hanging out, maybe we'll take out the... And what makes you think that'll solve anything? Just question. Just, just, I, I, I just want to make sure I'm up to speed. I'm not trying to, like, because I get it. After last night, I've seen some weird shit. But that, uh, that, that's the best solution you guys have. It's, it's not going to get us any closer burning down that building. We need to find out where she's getting this stuff. They can't meet tonight, though. Um... Besides, uh, we have to find out whatever this Lord of Thought thing is. I, I played my hand a little bit with that Ikea fucker, Heinrich. Um, he's expecting to meet me there for a deal. If we go and I act like I've got the information, like we're trying to make some big sell, we'll have all of the reverb in Detroit in the same room. I mean, they've sold some of it, though. It's going to be on the streets. There are people that have it right now on the streets. We can't possibly track all of them down. It just sounds like you're coming up with reasons why we shouldn't try and end this, and I don't know why that. I'm be. not not. Question: If 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 we have all the reverb and we destroy it, does that mean this thing stops? I need to be very crystal clear about this. It's brought by uh, whatever this is. The the drug brings the preda. The preda comes with that. But even worse, she's got this fucking book thing that you all were talking about. If this book is something that that is even worse, if it's the, the guy that brought Reverb into Detroit, it's even better if we can get that book out of their hands. So we go, we talk with them, we act like we're there for the Reverb, we get that, and then hope to God they, I don't know, they've got some cult fucking club hangout, like it's fucking standby me, and we can take their, you know, take their shit and go. All right, the objective tonight is to basically recover whatever Tamika has that's that seems like that is the priority number one. Two is to collect all the reverb so none of this escapes out. And then three, track down the rest of it because it's already been released out there. Am I correct? Am I missing anything? Is there another loose end that we need to be aware of? 
Yeah. We, we gotta bring her down, and we, we gotta get whatever it is that she's got that's given her all this power. Alright, so... So far, you're going in alone, which... I'm not... You are not going in there alone. Okay, well then what's the alternative? We all go in together. Or, or at least some... We can't do this alone, they can't split us up, that's stupid! We've split up so many times and it's never turned out well. Well, then we gotta decide on what the narrative is here, because we're either going in on my shitty drug deal angle or we're going in as cops. And neither, you know, are great separate, but one is great if we all can agree on a fucking story. I hate to tell you, he's right. One thing that I have uh, failed to update you on is that on that note that Ollie himself wrote, um, it said that you could, you could find what you were looking for in the 24th floor penthouse. That is the direct meeting spot in the Detroit Cadillac Hotel. Did Tanika give them a different room, or were they also supposed to meet her? She, she did not give them a room. She just said to meet her there. Gotcha. Oliver's right. He has to go in. He has to go in. Us going in a, 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 as a group, it is that is highly unadvisable. That there's more potential for us to get caught. Someone's going to get hurt. Someone's going to die. The best solution we can is send him. And Someone's going to die anyway. There's already been a lot of deaths, and don't think that you guys have all not, like, been guilty or some sh- some way, shape, or form. But I want to stop this, and I want to work with y'all. But this looks like this is the best way to get in there. All right. But if something, when something pops off, we're going to have to run up 24 flights of stairs to make something happen. We should at least be hiding out as, as close as we could get to it. Well, it's abandoned, so I'm pretty sure there's there's plenty of room up on that top floor if you all want to pick a room and when shit goes to shit, you barge in. Who else knows, uh, like, uh, did, uh, for the deal, uh, one of us can go in with you as, like, your, uh, your partner, if you will, and we'll be armed if we can get you out of there quickly. It'd have to be someone who didn't meet Tanika, so maybe uh, maybe you, Constance, if you're comfortable. I, I don't know how you feel about all this shit, but I'd feel comfortable with you in my But she, was, she spotted me in the elevator. I know that she would recognize me. Fuck. You're right. Uh, well, that, that throws that out. I don't even know what they're gonna... And I'm not gonna pull another officer in without their whole knowledge of this. This thing has to be contained to people in this room. I do not feel comfortable putting someone else's life on the line for this. Oh, fuck. Who the fuck are we going to ask? Yeah, see, there's... There's... Okay, you said you didn't want to put anybody in there whose life we do value. What if I told you there was someone whose life we don't at all and is willing to help and loves guns? Oh, you're fucking kidding me. Rose is just going to walk out of the room. I'm gonna take a deep breath, and I already—I'm just gonna give her that look of like, "Are you out of your fucking mind?" But so close. I'm so close. I think Ollie is hyperventilating, and he moves his chair immediately uh, into the corner of the room, and then sits in the center. Officially, I don't fucking like this, but go ahead and make that call. I'm gonna walk out the room. Uh, We're all going to call in our favorite racist grandpa to save the fucking day. I'm going to pull out a thing of bourbon, glass, take a drink, and extend one out to him, too, Oliver. <laughs> he better. Oh, it's new. Oh, my God. Yeah. Walk out and uh, find a phone and call 
motherfucker. Flute picks up immediately because he knew that the call was coming at that time. <laughs> <laughs> better... If he has sunglasses on, I'm done. I'm quitting this podcast. <laughs> Hello. Jesus. Alright. Hey. So. Um. Got something for you to do. I already know. Do you know where to meet as well, or? <laughs> I know everything you've said in the last five minutes. <laughs> what? I start looking around. Alright. I'll be there. And I hang up the phone. So we'll, we'll assume that you made an arrangement that you would wait outside until they were ready and they would come out and meet you. So we are inside the police station. It's been about an hour and a half of, of talking about what to do. Some people have walked out. Some people have walked back in. What are we doing? If I know he's on his way, I'm going to, after a while, I'm just say I'm, I'm going to go see if I can find him. Okay. I think with enough time, it'll probably take a little while. But you check every 20 or so minutes, and eventually you walk out, and you can see him in the same police cruiser that he stole the day before. Is anybody... How many... It's like the middle of the day. Is it really busy outside? Yes and no. It's busy, but everyone is very focused on kind of doing their thing, so there's not a, there's a lot of eyes, but nobody's necessarily looking at you. You, you feel confident enough that you could at least cross the street and sit okay. in the car with him if that's what you want okay. to do. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, first, I'm gonna just throat check him really quick. Just, <laughs> just one good love tap to the throat. Hell yeah! Just my hands. Would you relax? I did not fucking shoot you. Oh my god! I that fucking hate true. him. That is true. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, you can go ahead and talk now. First of all, um. I reach into the jacket pocket of the um, black trench coat that I'm now wearing. Explain also how, how else you have changed your appearance. Whereas uh, Agent Fluke's hair is um, normally quite gray, salt and pepper showing his age, um, it's now dyed um, straight black to match what it would have been uh, in his younger days. Um, he has shaved all the stubble clean off of his face, so he's clean shaven. Um, he is wearing a pair of uh, dark-rimmed reading glasses, uh, and uh, as good of as good as he could manage, um, he filled in all of his wrinkles and rough spots on his face with concealer. <laughs> uh, so he looks like a, uh, perhaps a young forty-something uh, agent fluke, instead of an upper fifty-something agent fluke. <laughs> Um, terrifying. Why is that so scary? I don't want it. <laughs> and uh, Agent Frog, he hands you a map of Detroit um, with some Sharpie scribbled on it that has an incomplete version of the Elder Sign, um, clearly crossing all of the buildings um, in such a way that uh, the Elder Sign traces match all of the building lines on the map. And he says, just a thought. Agent Frog, you look at Agent Fluke and he, he is wide-eyed and you realize, oh my god, he's completely insane. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Is that all you brought? 
Well, do you want to know about the gun in the trunk? <laughs> you know what? Don't even don't even tell me about the gun in the trunk. Let's just finish this conversation without me knowing about the gun in the trunk. Uh, <laughs> you said you had information. I didn't say I had information. I said you need me to do something that none of you want to do because you're afraid it'll get you killed, and you know that I'm not afraid to do that. Okay, I do need you to um, essentially run into the end of a gun. That would be great. But you're going with someone that I I would like you to not. I need you to focus up. I need you to not kill the person that you're with. I know that's hard. I know that's difficult. It's very much alive or dead. Just sort of lean towards the living part. For a few hours, by the time it's a problem, it won't be a problem for you. Can you do that? You gotta tell me who it is first. (laughs) Oh, shit. It's Ollie. Take a deep breath. Why would I need to take a deep breath? Because you tried to kill all of us, including him. I didn't try to kill anyone. I tried to arrest one person. But don't worry, I'm not going to shoot him. Granted, if I don't shoot him, someone else probably will come and do it for me. So, I don't really have a problem with that. Okay. Okay. That's about as good as it's going to get, I feel. So, So can we assume then, uh, Agent Frog, that you give him the details... Uh, you plan to go to the Detroit Cadillac Hotel, yeah. and there is an arrangement that you will meet there, and you will basically try to help him get into the hotel with Oliver. Alright, so are you gonna, like, I don't know, apparate, or do a dance, or go into a lamp or something? What's your plan? <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to do any of that. Just get out of the car, and I'm gonna drive away when you're out of sight. Well, you're, you're in a patrol car, so unless you want to steal it, which you shouldn't, I would, I would just say that is against the law, which we try to follow. Maybe maybe just take a walk. Well, let's just say the plates don't make it look like a patrol car anymore. Okay, well, there's some carpet on the floor if you want to ride that away as well. And she gets out. <laughs> I love Frog so deeply. <laughs> S- snap. So, Frog, you step out of the car. I assume, uh, Agent Fluke, you get on your way. Yes. And, Frog, you step back into the police station, and there are your allies. Technically, there are two options we can do. One, we can do a distraction towards Tamika, so doesn't. And this is not trying to get my other character back involved, but there is someone in jail who could probably use a plea bargain and do whatever the fuck they need to do to get out of jail that is very aware of the situation. So we're thinking one team goes in first, distracts Tanika. The next team, which is team mental disorder, Fluke and Ollie. <laughs> That's like, I just see two options of we either have to distract Tanika or the other option is Constance does a deal for uh, Frost to get out and has to do this stuff or she's going to rot jail. I kind of love that. I I don't care if it's Frost or anyone else, but if we had a distraction crew, that could keep Tanika away while we have this bullshit drug story with Fluke and Ollie. So one one group could focus on the reverb, the other could focus on Tanika and the book. Well, it makes sense to me, again, I'm I'm speaking out of character here, but it makes sense to me that, um, that if anything, they would take Frost out and send her in with Fluke. And they're the suicide squad that goes in um, to do the dirty work because they haven't been seen. Yeah. Right, but I guess. But then they would have to be. There would have to be. And they. And neither of them has anything has anything to lose because they both know that they're dead anyway. So. 
this is speaking out of character again, but both of you are terrible at talking um, when it comes to the persuasion rules. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. But I'm saying they would go in with Ollie because he's making a deal with Mr. Platinum Blonde. Oh, so I am also Suicide oh, Squad. Yeah. Oh, but, but here's the deal: because if I'm about to go to jail, my it's you better protect him at all costs. Does that make sense? Okay. So, okay. Yeah, that okay, makes we're sense. We're like human meat shields at this point. No, Sergio, are you gonna blow your brains out if that's the case? <laughs> like, are you gonna go back to Constance? No, like- no, no, not at all. Constance can stay back and do recon, or you know, maybe be on a stakeout, you know, nearby. Uh, but I, I think that s- seeing the things that she has seen, uh, Constance would see the value in bringing Frost back and definitely, you know, making her feel like she's got to help or else. So is that the plan? Is that what we want to do? We want to get Frost out and and then we all as a team go to the Cadillac Detroit Hotel. Yeah, I think that's the plan. One team is distraction, suicide is the other. So, with the next few hours of the day, uh, you guys make your arrangements. I'm going to assume, unless otherwise, you guys are giving are given weapons. Um, we have that scene where Deborah Constance goes down to the jail, and there is Vivian Davenport, uh, otherwise known as Agent Frost, sitting there, and you know you you know what's up, and you are released, and you meet up with the crew. Um, you are given a, uh, a weapon, uh, your regular uh, pistol, does a D10 of damage. But if anyone else wanted to get a weapon, uh, Constance would be able to provide that for you. Correct me if I'm wrong, I still have the sniper rifle in the car. Yes, you do. You do. Uh, I'm going to ask for uh, a Kevlar. And how many pistols am I allowed? Can I have two or just one? There's <laughs> <laughs> a reason. There's a legit reason. Not crazy. Standard is two. You, you're given one gun, unless you think you can make a persuade check to get a second one. I'm going to make a persuade check. Come on, you fucked me over a lot today. <laughs> it's a 70. I don't think I'm that charismatic. Uh, yeah, you're 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 still technically under the uh, the jurisdiction of, of Detroit and of uh, Asian Constance. She's she's like you. You get one. The friendlies. Do we? Get firearms as well? If, if, if you ask for it, you will receive a standard issue firearm, yes. I would like one, please. I'll take one. I, I still have all my weapons that I've taken both by the brothers and the and Frost, right? Uh, yeah, I don't, you know, unless you ditch that weapon, I'll say that you could have a gun as well. Yeah, I have a gun, and I'm also going to bring my bat, and then... <laughs> Harley Quinn! <laughs> because... <laughs> also, since it's Halloween, can I have a mask on? was I'm heading to this hot thing. Sure, what, what what mask do you wear? I'm gonna wear the Hulk. Yeah. Nice. Blue oh, <laughs> for Rigno Hulk. Yeah. Oh, God. Can I also say that I've tucked my Derringer, my like my secret Derringer that only Frog knows about in the back of my pants, and then I'm like, I need a gun please. Yeah. So I have two. Sure. Secret Derringer. Sure thing. Yes. Um, they, they, they only have enough uh, vests for uh, Frost and they and they assume I believe uh, uh, Fluke has one, doesn't he? He does have one. Okay. All right. So so basically, Frog and Frost have their Kevlar vests. Well, can Ollie not have one? Well, actually, 
she'll she'll give you one. She'll give you one, but it's 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 very obvious. You're like literally wearing it over your clothing. Oh, I'm already wired. <laughs> I'm not doing that. That's instant fucking powder. No. Um. Constant Constance goes to wire you, and when she opens up your shirt, she sees that you already have a wire there. She's like, "Oh, uh, yeah, this is a, a personal thing." Uh, <laughs> well, she says, "As long as you don't mind sharing it with the Federal Bureau of Investigation." Uh, yeah, you can have this one. Okay. <laughs> I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you keep using it. I'll get it back from you when you're when you're back. Okay. Uh, yeah. You you got real high hopes for this one, don't you, Constance? <laughs> You're going to be okay, buddy. Is there any way I could get one of those guns? This is the weirdest form of trick-or-treating I have ever done. She gives you a gun, but you you it's probably not wise to wear a Kevlar vest, as that would probably tip yeah, off anyone who sees you. Yeah, I'd be powder. I take that gun and I hand it to Frost. Um, I will point out to Frost and Fluke, uh, Fluke, though you're not there, uh, a Kevlar vest in, in the 80s is not particularly discreet, so you guys will be very quickly picked up on. I am wearing a trench coat. True, that is true. Is there... Oh, uh, I'll say that if you wanted to, you could definitely wear it under your clothing, but very quickly, people will be able to kind of deduce that something is up. Like, you're, you'll be very bulky. I don't think Fluke is going to be um, concerned about that. Could I go into evidence and see if there's a hoodie I could either wear to cover up my evidence wardrobe again? I thought she was gonna get the dress again. Did hoodies exist back then where I could have a hoodie? Yes, you could could dress however you think would be uh, necessary. Sorry, one quick thing. Um, At one point, while Fluke was off doing his, you know, brooding and, and um, knock-off Bruce Wayne disguise job. Um, can we say that he got a saw and sawed off the front barrel of this shotgun so he can keep it kind of in his waistband? Sure thing. So, Eli, you have two options. Um, none of these people are near you right now. If you wanted to, Echo could just disappear and you could play Agent Deborah Constance. Um, or Echo <laughs> decides to participate in some way. Poor Debbie's just getting passed around to me. <laughs> no! I was, I was gonna go to the hotel. Okay. So, so you do get in contact with Rose, and you find out that they are planning to go to the hotel tonight at a certain hour, and to meet at a certain place. I know she told you to come by it. Or something. Yeah. I don't know if that's still your plan, but it might be. You don't have to tell me either way. Uh, but you should know that Ollie and Fluke and Frost <laughs> are all gonna be there too. And Fluke? Yeah. How'd you guys manage that? I don't fucking know. He contacted Frog and then. Lo and behold, we have an old crazy man on our team again. <laughs> Sounds like a goddamn nightmare. Huh. I mean, I really don't care either way. I'm coming for my own reasons. Yeah, I, that, I just wanted you to know. So, you... so I what, that I'm not surprised? I guess. I don't know. We've had enough surprises. And... Holy shit. Really? You, you don't say. It's our fault you're in here, so I... Yeah? Wow. Oh. That's it. I'm sorry. I'm 
really, really fucking sorry. And I'll see you when I see you, Rose. Yeah. Hang up the phone. So, agents of F-Cell, friendlies, you get your preparations, you get your weapons, you get the things you need to, that you feel are gonna protect you and prepare you for the evening. The sun begins to set and the police headquarters empties. The streets are full of cops. You can hear sirens almost constantly. And as you walk out uh, to prepare to head towards the the Detroit Cadillac Hotel, you can see in the distance the familiar glowing orange of flames. And as you make your way, you have to take side streets and alternate routes because there are literal entire blocks that are closed off by firefighters who are in the middle of putting out fires or police officers that are in the middle of arresting folks that were you know, possibly causing acts of arson. There are some times where you have to make a turn because there's a line of what look to be citizens walking down the streets, uh, uh, some of them arm in arm, making sure that uh, hoodlums and, and folks are not able to commit acts of arson, but it seems to be happening nonetheless. You pull up a few blocks away from the now ominous, because it is completely dark, Detroit Cadillac Hotel, and while there is a police presence, you suspect you could probably make your way around the back and sneak in, and that is where we are going to leave it for tonight. Deputy Miller, along with two fellow officers and the lead investigator of the Stevenson murders, approach a ramshackle home that belongs to a Ronald F. Stockman. Stockman is a former Marine, and the last person registered as the owner of the torched Suburban believed to be tied to the events of April 19th. Miller fumbles through the warrant for Stockman's arrest one last time. He needs this to go smoothly. Sheriff Taylor is depending on him as this is the strongest lead they've gained so far. Now, all that's left is to bring Stockman in for question. Ronald Stockman, this is the Wexford County Sheriff's Office. Can you please come to the door? No answer. Miller signals for the two officers to circle around the back of the home to ensure Stockman doesn't make a break for it. Uh, Mr. Stockman, we have a warrant for your arrest. If you come to the door peacefully, I can assure you you will not be harmed. Still no answer. The lead investigator nods at Miller and the deputy knows what to do. They pull their firearms from their holsters, and Miller kicks at the door hard enough to bash it open. The two rush into the dark home, but are immediately hit by the stench of rot. Miller fights his gag reflex long enough to enter the dining room, where at the head of the table sits the severely decomposed corpse of Ronald F. Stockman. Miller is too busy puking, but the investigator notices the grape-sized bullet wound in the middle of Stockman's forehead. He also notices a military-issue knife still in Stockman's right hand. It seems that before Stockman was executed, he carved something into the wooden table that reads Scientia Mors Est. With time, they will learn this translates from Latin to knowledge is death. <laughs>